Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, everybody. It's episode 117 of Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life. Hashtag Haustel. Email husbandandwifepod at gmail.com. Over here, it is swimmer, driver, dirty on the side podcaster. Um, <sighs> school eventer, Simon. And over there, it's just woke up a frustrated routine, a great jacket potato, a Laura. <laughs> Good intros, eh? Yeah. If you Fla- ever flattering, want to do, flattering. If you ever want to do the intro. <laughs> flattering. Now, these are the first words we've said to each other today, aren't they? Pretty much, yeah. Because um, some weird thing happened last night. Betsy Pearl had some sort of freaking, not even a nightmare, because I don't even think she was asleep yet. She just started freaking out. Can I stay in your bed? Can I stay in your bed? You know, that thing kids sometimes do. Well, she's poorly. Oh, so, yeah, she's still off school. So yeah. I didn't know, like, I'd just given her some cow pole. Yeah. But that... Other than that, I can't think what made her freak. It just she just suddenly flipped out, and we were like, "Come on, just close your eyes, go to sleep." weren't having it at all, was she? Please, please, please! Oh my god! I I I think I stayed awake most of the night. Mm. I wanted to have a drone (laughs) camera to show what I right. I was laid. I had the cat curled one side of my body shape yeah. and then wrapped around the other side was Betsy Pearl. I was just, I actually shouted out in the, like, I don't know if you heard me. I said, oh my effing God, like <laughs> in the middle of the night. Cause I just thought, so I literally was just like laid there. So I am pretty tired today. 
you say, I'm scared of you. I want to yeah, say, you, you, you know, <laughs> men will know this. There are some men in relationships who are old school, like 1970s men who, who are the dominant ones, right? Yeah. I'm not the dominant one in this house. <laughs> people must, I don't know what people think. Sometimes people see me in a snappy mood and must think I'm the dominant one. By no means am I the dominant one in this house. Don't even, look, you're looking like you've got a furrowed brow. No, I don't think it's obviously. I would say ask the kids. I wouldn't say it's obviously me. It is obviously you. Like. Hmm. Hold on. I'm a hissy fitter. I, I'd say. But my, when push comes to shove. My parents, my dad is, your parents, your mum is. It's you. Don't say it's an even split in this relationship. I, I'm like that. Uh, I get angry. Uh, but you, when you get your way, you you can, you, you rule I, with, I run the house. You rule with an iron fist. That's, that's Don't make it like I run the house and do all the jobs. No, but I feel like that. Oh, you've made me mad these last two days. All I've wanted to do these last two days, Betsy Pearl's been off. I've wanted you to do honey school run so I can swim 50 minutes earlier and be back here and get some work done. And both, yesterday you did it and you were like, texting me, I could come down and do it. I'm tired, but I could come and do it. And you know I'm going to do it. And today you didn't even make the effort. (laughs) Today, no. Like, saying, I, you know, and... I've got things that I had planned this week and when one of the kids are ill, like, your whole routine goes off. Like, parents will know this. And and I think whoever's the... For a lot of Dubai parents, though, the routine is coffee mornings, Prosecco by the pool (laughs) somewhere. Yeah, no, that's not my routine. Not yours. But, yeah, so I feel like I'm all over the place. I mean, I feel like I've got that wintry feeling. Oh, because I've started getting it. But I feel like I'm getting it too early, you know, because someone's someone's poorly. They got the duvet out. IKEA's got the Christmas decorations in. Well, yeah, a couple of bits. Early doors. Yeah. So, but yeah, I want to be. I don't want to be doing this already. I want to because I feel like we've only just gone back, and I've got things to do. Um. By the way, we have got the holiday diaries coming up in this episode. We're going to do it on this one. Definitely going to do it this one hundred percent because we did that extra episode the other day. Well, not extra, but we just uh, we got carried away with hashtag content. Yeah. Speaking of content, I want to mention my side project. As you know, I'm on the radio. Yesterday, I did a podcast. You know, I do Catboy Talks, funny, and it's a comedy podcast with comedians. I've it's only the third one. I did Don Jolly episode one, Paul Tonkinson episode two. Yesterday, I had a guy called Stephen Grant who was, I never listened to our podcasts. Um, And it just came on in the car. It's really interesting. He's a really interesting guy. And we we delve into comedy and we delve into social media and and comedians, how comedians have to stay alive and how they stayed alive. And he's pretty frank about some big comedians and comedians who help other comedians up. Right. Because what, I listen to what a lot. age range is he? Would you say he's a year younger than me? Okay, right. And uh, I, I didn't know a heck of a lot about him. What an interesting guy! I had to cut the podcast off at an hour and a half because I had my show to do on radio. It, it was so good. Uh, well, I've not seen these podcasts being advertised. You need to put them on our page. Maybe I will. Because maybe I will. Uh, I was going to put a clip on. We talked. He asked me about Catboy at the beginning, which people tend not to do. I don't know. It's weird. People call me Catboy on the radio. And uh, he asked me, and I told the story. And then we got on to talking about vasectomies. <laughs> 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 Somehow. So anyway, that's um, 
It's uh, available. If you just search Catboy Talks Funny, I guess, you'll get it. I'll put a link to it in the description of this podcast. Uh, but I, d- I don't mean to go on about it. While we're advertising, we are still doing the quizzes Thursday night at Cheeky Camel. Uh, Sunday, family brunch quiz at Homework at Home by Magettigans in City Walk. That's just a quick... Uh, yep. A quick thing about that, I, I, I promised in the last one, I, I, said, I said right at the end I had a sex education, S, you know SPE, what did you call it at school? Social and personal education it were called in my school. Um, I, I think it had an extra letter, I think it had H in it, social health, personal education. I know some people called it PSE, personal and social education. Uh, that, yeah, that, well it's changed and then it's different again here, you know, and like... These days with how much swearing there's on television, not just called... Knobs and tuppence. Yeah, but then, see, in Dubai, it's... No, it's not got that. No, but in Dubai, it's taught differently, and there's certain things they're not allowed to cover, even though they should be, you know, usual. But So so in all my varied... I mean, I've had a couple of girlfriends, right? Not many. Uh, But I've never asked anybody this question, and it's always been in my head. Right. Our SPE teacher, Mrs Tanner... We used to call her Elsie because there are a character in Coronation Street called Elsie Tanner. Right. We're a bit neurotic. Okay. But you would be because you're teaching teenage boys and girls about putting Did things you do it on. together were you, or were yeah, you separated? Yeah, we were together. Now we were together. Right, yeah. Half the girls were pregnant already, so it didn't matter, did it? <laughs> no, we were together. We were together. I, I think maybe they do it separately here. I'm it's not sure. It's not your issue that you were together. Um, anyway, one thing she said, it was all the usual stuff, rolling a condom on a banana. Not test tube. We had test tubes. We had a, a video with Michelle off EastEnders. Remember Michelle? Tucker's, um, yeah, Mark's yeah, yeah. sister. Yeah. She was also in Grange Hill. Yeah. Susan Tully. She was saying you, you couldn't use cling film and an elastic band as a... <laughs> this is a true story. I'll see if I can find this on YouTube. Oh, you God, I bet people that. did. Well, God, I, you imagine. Kids can be creative. And you couldn't... The, apologies for this if you're eating. You couldn't wash yourself out with a bottle of pop after. Blimey. These, these were ways to not, yeah. not tried and tested ways to not get pregnant. I used to love stuff like that at school. And by the way, until seeing that video, I'd never thought of cling film and elastic band and I'd never thought about the Coke I've bottle n- rinse. I've never thought of either. So this is what I mean. So what I'm going to tell you next was such a bizarre thing. Okay. Right? They were talking about they were trying to make you be comfortable with your bits. Right. And when you're a teenager, you are not. And you don't want to talk about it and you don't want to talk about anybody else's, do you? It's one of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the worst things about being a teenager. So for the boys, it's pretty obvious. It's all out there. And she said for girls, girls, here's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this? No. Do you not got to tell what's... Are you on about how many holes there are? What? Oh, no. No. No, 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 no. No, because because uh, young girls don't understand that there's, you know, they they think babies okay. come out of the pee pee hole. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I'm No, know. no, no, but babies think, that, uh, yeah, kids sometimes think that the babies come out of the pee hole. Okay. So, so, yeah, you have to explain that. So. So maybe boys thought, I don't know. She said, what you've got to do, girls, yeah. is put a mirror on the floor. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not being childish. It's just it sounds like you are. Put a mirror on the floor. It's the first time I've said this out loud since I was 14. Crouch above it. Yeah. Go down on your haunches. Yeah. Then have a look under. Yeah. Right? 
she's not demonstrating. It's obviously me. She's giving you an idea what you've got to do. And then she says, and you'll see a triangle, right? Meaning, not the hair, the internal, right? And you'll see a triangle. Now, to this day, I have never... I mean, I've, I've seen a few things disappear in there, the Bermuda Triangle, uh, but... The inside triangle. Yeah. Is this a thing? I've well, never no, heard of it. Not really. I don't I think I've ever thought, oh, it's a triangle. I've my... It's I mean, never, it's never. I mean, when we do our quiz, what, what a are you lot questioning? Of make the, the mirror thing or the triangle? No, thing? I get the mirror thing. I get why you need an angle. <laughs> God, I get that. I've been in hotels with mirrors. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or or when you stay at some someone's house and they've got them slidey cupboard doors that have got mirrors on. <laughs> you know, you sometimes can't help but look. Anyway, I just I said in the last episode I'd mention it. She genuinely said that, and. It's not something I've ever been known. All the other things seem pretty obvious. Like you said, the pee-pee hole, all the things, all the bits where they are, all the labels. I think I know pretty much where and what everything is. But that... yeah, Well, yeah, you do by now, but um, I don't know if I've heard of this. I think... I'm not going to go gross here, but I think if I was ever in the proximity and saw that, it stuck in my head that much. I would. Are we I, talking equilateral isosceles? What are we talking? It depends, doesn't it? <laughs> Some could be a parallelogram. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was ever in the, can you imagine? Fancy world. I'm in the vicinity. I'm in the you know area, and I see that after all these years, that's. I'll get my mirror and have a look. That's at thirty-five yeah. years, right? We're not putting this on Instagram. If I saw it, I'd go triangle. <laughs> That would shock whoever was the recipient. Uh, yeah, well, all I can think is you've got your you, you, you bits, the way they come down in, inside, like a kind of a triangle shape, but I don't know how well you'd see that. I'm going to move on. By I, I, straddling in front of a mirror. I said I'd say it. That's one thing. And you know you're always pulling me up. You don't remember things from school. You make things up. That has stuck with me. Oh, no, I, I believe that was said. I mean... We know an old friend that she's not here anymore, but there was an old friend of ours, Alison, who um, did who was living in Dubai. I don't know where she lives now. I think she might be in Baku or somewhere like that. But she was in that class, and she's quite frank. I might ask her. I might try. I don't know. How I'd get in touch with her now, but I could ask her not to, for a look, but if she I was remembers, say, if she remembers, it's a bit of a weird question to ask. Her mind. She'd be all right. She's she's all right. I think. Um, right. I'm going to move on to something I saw yesterday. Yeah. Very quickly. I was coming home yesterday. Was it this morning? It was it was yesterday morning. I was coming back into the ranches where we live. I'm pretty sure it's a dad from the school that's there, right? Yeah. How busy is the traffic at that time in the ranches? Both directions. Mega busy, right? Yep, yep. We're talking about quarter to eight in the morning. He's going home on his bike, right? He's on the road, and this is a this is a Two-lane road, traffic coming in both directions, absolutely packed. Yeah. With not the greatest drivers on earth. Right. He's doing no hands. I called him the no hands knobhead. He was doing no hands with his arms folded. Ugh. And I just, I almost want, I mean, I'm not. You're talking that dad's doing it? Yeah. Uh, if you're 13, all right, but What's the no hands cut off? <laughs> I mean, I, it's never impressed me, but dad shouldn't be doing no hands. I just thought to What's, myself, right. Now I cycle, right? I, uh, very rarely these days. But I, you, when I was a teenager, doing no hands is cool. 
you try and get all the way home from school doing no hands, whatever. But now, all you're doing there is taking a... It's like driving with no seatbelt on. Yeah. All you're doing is risking really hurting yourself. You're not proving anything. There's absolutely nobody on earth who's looking and thinking you look good. Oh, yeah. No one's going past Like me. a guitarist at oh, a party. Look at that old guy on his bike. No hands. Hey. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's not happening. It is like the... Look, I'm, I can do no hands really good, but I never do it. I can play guitar really good, but I never do it. You know, yeah. who was it saying the measure of a man who can play the bagpipes is he doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just wanted to do a shout out to No Hands no, no Nobbed, right. who I saw yesterday morning. And uh, if this gets back to you, I don't want to start a spat. But mate, you just looked a bit daft. And I look daft all the time. No, there's no spat. He should be just laugh it off. I hope so. Um... What else was I going to mention to you? Oh, let's get on to this then. Right, yesterday, we were, uh, sorry, last podcast we were talking about... Um, it was pre-funeral pre last time. We recorded it on the morning of the funeral. Oh, let's mention that. We we watched the funeral, we watched the entire thing, the, both the girls were off school. Yeah. And we watched every minute of it. What was it, about like eight, nine hours we watched? Yeah. From about I, ten in the morning. And, and a lot's already been said. So Statey funes. But I think um, the, the staff and, uh, you know, all the troops and everything they they did amazingly they they yeah their stamina and you know i know that's what they're trained for but they you know they worked so hard and i'm not proud to be british right i think we mess a lot of things up and i think we've got little man syndrome these days and we've messed up brexit and all man but the politics are rubbish the country's in a hole right yeah. i'm not one of these people of flag waving but you know what i saw a lot of people say this if there's one thing we are number one in the world at is that kind of event the, a royal wedding a state funeral. When we put on an event like that, there's nobody in the world. They said the audience was 4.1 billion. Right. So there's what is it? Seven billion people in the world. It's the biggest TV audience of all time, right? Couple well, that of, says something about her, doesn't it? I want to. Yeah, yeah. And it was just again tremendously moving. I glued to the telly for that long, watching something that slow. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions. Obviously to the royal family for holding it together. It must have been difficult. Yeah, and there were moments you could see different members like getting sad and you just... Yeah. How they were doing some of those, you know, like the, the bit when the coffin went down and stuff oh, like that God. and holding it together because they knew that literally it, the whole day is in front of the cameras and they know. I want to do a mention to the technical crew because the filming of that thing from everywhere along the route, everywhere in the church... From the ceiling, yeah, you know, up until recently, no one has no one has ever seen that view. Yeah, that view that we were watching, no one's ever seen it. And you think how long these things take to put together? Like normally, you know, a, a, a concert or something like that, you know, and they've they've turned it around in yeah less than ten. I mean, days. they have been, they've been planning it for twenty years, but no, but you know what I mean. Oh, the, I, the but, actual technical, but the side broadcasters, of it. and I think they were all sharing a feed. So that the way they all came together, ITN, BBC, yeah. the producers, the cameramen, the operators, the everything. I think it was perfect, you know, for, for as perfect as something like that can be. I want to do a shout out to the choir because, you know, when the hymns start and it's abide with me and it's all, oh, God, that's moving. And then the lads come in, you know, the uh, I call them castratos because that's what they used to be called in it in Victorian <laughs> times where they cut the knots off. At, you know when that high pitch bit comes in in yeah. the church yeah. on every one of the hymns, hairs on your hands stand up. So they were amazing. The lone pipers. Yeah. There's one in the church, and 
I, th- I can't remember what the name of the song. He played a song called something like Sleep, Sweetie, Sleep, which I didn't know at the time. And I read it after and I just welled up because what a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. The, that What that must have sounded like in there. But then the one who played like at Prince Philip's funeral, the one who played at Windsor at St. George's Chapel. Yeah. As she was being lowered and then the camera cut to him walking away and it fit. Oh, God, I'm getting it now yeah, just thinking yeah. about it. So massive big ups to them as well. I'm doing funeral shout outs here. I thought that were amazing. And I thought what was amazing was the eight the eight boys. I'm going to call them boys because they look yeah. like boys. Well, they were the, 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 the dead young. They were they were much older than Leo. Yeah, the coffin. The uh, pole bearers. Yeah, they did it. They did it the other day when they were moving her in. Yeah, they did a taking her down there today at, at the funeral. They said taking her out. Well, they they yeah. I mean, they did it several times during the day on on Monday. We were all on ten trucks. They did an amazing job. Uh, yeah, they did really. Hmm. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just think it was, you know, the perfect way to send off someone of that legendary status, I think. Yeah. It's probably going to be his last word on it, this. I've heard that uh, Charles is now at Balmoral. They're having morning, you know, they're having time to get over it all now, which is, I said on the day, I said that evening, and I hope now they just get to disappear for a little bit. Well, that, um, one of the presenters said something of, you know, when a member of your family dies, you know, I'm, I'm talking about everybody here, you're so busy leading up to the funeral because you've got there's so many things to sort out, you know, the admin side of things and there's so much to sort out that you're constantly thinking and then it's when the funeral has happened, when you stop, that actually often that's when grief hits yeah. So I think, yeah. That so I hope they've got that. I mean, I'm they sure need, they have. They need that time. Cause just because actually Charles didn't even get the day that the rest of the family got. Mm. He he literally, the next morning, if you remember, travelled straight to London. So him and Camilla didn't get any downtime. It, so I think that's it for it. It felt weird. It felt weird the morning of the funeral. I went for my swim that morning and uh, I felt weird that this was going to be the day. Certainly felt weird the day after. Yeah. Kind of felt like, oh, things... Well, it felt like a loss. It felt like an empty feeling. feeling. Things are getting back to normal. Yeah. But the news on the next morning, there was a bit of the stuff about it, obviously, and about London getting back to normal. Then the big story was Adnan Saeed from the Serial podcast, Series 1, yeah. has been released from prison. I'm not going to get into that now, but it's, we were big on that. If you've never listened to Serial, great recommendation. Yeah. Did a couple of great series. Right, let's get on to this. I want to thank... Um, the Real Brits of Dubai Facebook group. And a few people who got in touch on Twitter and things like that. But the, the Real Brits in Dubai on Facebook really came through with okay. this. Um, Men and women by the looks of it. On, what do you mean you're winning? On uh, What? On, on episode 116, we talked about big school disturbances. So dogs getting into the playground. Anything that... Broke up the monotony of the school day. Yeah, and I'd mentioned somebody brought a kitten in to school only recently. Um, oh, hold on. I suddenly know what you mean you were winning about. No, I didn't say I was let's, winning. Um, I didn't say I was winning. Let's read on. I didn't. You, right. <laughs> listen, did you say? I said men and women by the looks of it. Oh, I thought you said it looks no. like I'm women. <laughs> no, no. All right. All right, let's kick these off. Uh, do you want to be blue? Do you want to be black? Doesn't matter. I'll be black. Okay, go on. You kick the first one off then. I've just done first names just in case one anybody didn't want the full name on. Okay, Charlotte. My uncle was on the trip with the stolen... Oh, just give this a bit of pre... Oh, hold on then. My Right, so I said about a cousin of mine... Sorry, a cousin of my mum's apparently stole a penguin. 
from the zoo on a school trip and put it in her bag. So that's kind of what started this off. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and a friend who's teaching in, in New Zealand her, this week, um, a member of her class brought a kitten in the bag or a cat in the bag. So when something like that happens or the dog in the playground yeah. kicks off a massive furore at school, right? But the penguin. So I put that on as an example, I think. Then is what came in. So go on, you read that one. Now, I've, I actually don't think this is the same same one. Keep reading. My uncle was on the trip with a stolen penguin. It was Bristol Zoo. The guy's name was Colin and he put the penguin in his duffel bag. Right, now this is a different story. Jackie, I've heard the penguin one before. It was a school in Hull <laughs> and happened at Flamingoland. So there is some truth to the story. What I'm going to say there is, this is one of them urban myths at school like the guy who got off with the teacher. It's one of them that every school has. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> took a penguin from a local zoo. Right. Fair play for people telling it, but I don't believe it for a second. Right, we get we, we have to get my mum on the next podcast and ask her. All right, we will. Let's do a, let's do a Gale special <clears throat> with your mum. All right, go on. Well, now I'm, now I'm like, because this was meant to be Southampton Zoo, so. Right, moving on. Uh, British Telecom paid for my class to have dance lessons to learn the MC Hammer song, Can't Touch This. That's from Nina. I like that one. Shanila, we went on a school trip to the Peak District, so it wasn't actually on school grounds, but the hotel we stayed at was haunted by a woman who died of jaundice. Is this a friend of your mum's? <laughs> and her ghost followed us everywhere we went. All of us saw her, scary, but funny at the same time. We were a right handful for our teachers. The ghost followed us to the mountains and everything. Even had breakfast with us. Only us kids could see it, adults couldn't. Yeah. Sunila, <laughs> a proper gay lay lie, that is, I reckon. No, you know what that is? <laughs> That's someone who's dressed up as part of the trip. Like a horrible history. So then the teachers have all made a pact, right? We all act like we can't see it, so the kids believe it. That That's what that's called. Okay. Sorry to burst your bubble there, Shanila. Nicholas, okay, when the weather was nice, we were being we were allowed to have pat lunch on the grass two days of the year usually. That was a big deal. When the teacher said, let's do today's lesson outside. Or when you were, yeah, so he's saying when you were allowed to go and eat your pat lunches outside. Uh, yeah. I, do you know, that's not, wasn't a thing. We, I, I went and had my pat lunch outside nearly every day. For us, it was the lesson on a really nice day because the school was hot. They'd sit you under a tree and you'd do your lesson outside. Again, it only happened a couple of times a year. Go and bark rubbing or something outside. Yeah, or the, no, but the act, not, a, not a pre-planned lesson. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like, we're going to sit on the grass, I'm going to teach you there. And when it happened, it were like a holiday. No, because we, we all used to have our spots where we'd sit and eat our lunch outside. So no, we, that was quite a regular thing for us. Uh, Rob, watching Nicola and Sarah getting change out of the cross-country kits on the back of the coach after a freezing wet and muddy run at Stowe School when we were 13. Life has been disappointing since. Rob, you pervert. Hey, when you're a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Uh, Shannon. Ooh, bit serious this one. 9-11 stopped our school in its tracks in the UK. The teachers came rolling the TV in. Oh, do you remember those? Rolling the telly in with a video player on. Massive TVs. We thought we were in for a treat. Uh, with his big box came coming in on the wall in the wheels, but instead we were greeted with great sadness. Yeah, well, that will have been a big one. I mean, obviously, I were been working ten years by then. Yeah, I. Funny enough, I was off sick that day from work, and so I remember being at home watching it on TV. I had been to a preview screening, which they used to do in the UK in cinemas at ten o'clock in the morning for press. And I'd been to a preview screen, and I think it was one of the Harry Potter films, but I can't be sure. And then I went to the Viz offices, the comic, and I saw, they told me about it, and I thought they'd made it up. And then I saw the second plane hit in there. 
But yeah. anyway, let's not get on a downer about it. But that was a big one. Tony, I loosened all the screws on the fold. This is a woman, by the way, I think. I loosened all the screws on the fold-up desks for our A-level exams. Gradually, whilst the exam was being sat, they all started to collapse. Brilliant. <gasps> no, I was just trying to visualise that one. It would be great. Oh dear. Right, Jess, we had a kid bring a guinea pig in their school bag. See that, I can imagine. Yeah. That they'd fit. And they're quite timid, aren't they, guinea pigs? Moira, on the day I sat my O-level geography, the fire alarm went off in the middle of the paper. Miss Cantley, our teacher, a 60-something tiny lady who habitually wore a cloak and went tearing up the entire length of the hall in a tiz. A military aircraft had crashed five miles away. Started nice, went on to a downer. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I can picture Miss Cantley as well. Yeah. Lisa, Queen and Prince Philip came to our school. Not only was it a big deal on the day, but there was upheaval before with lots of practices. Yeah, yeah. like school inspections here. Bob, we had a World War Two bomb on the playing fields. You don't get much of that these days. It used to be a big thing, didn't it? Bombs everywhere like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can remember there being um, a, a, like a, a now bomb. Like, what do you call it? Um, a now bomb? No, no, when... when what do you call it when they, you think there's been a bomb planted? Like, what do you call it? Uh, a bomb scare. A bomb scare. Yeah, all right, yeah. So, um, um, where I grew up was near a an army camp. Okay. And uh, and also near, like, the sea. So, you've got the a lot of boats and stuff as well. But, yeah, there was um, twice different bomb scares. So, the whole village was cut off so you weren't unless you lived you weren't allowed you weren't allowed out yeah. and you know like we had to stay in our houses it was all like a big deal i bet everyone's got bomb scare stories one, i can remember one being found next to bramall lane in sheffield um sophia i taught the classic book jonathan livingston seagull to a class of nine-year-olds in luton partly because there was a full set just sitting there in the book cupboard I got them to do diary entry style first person accounts, imagining they were Jonathan, and was disappointed but secretly found it hilarious when instead of writing about the existential crisis faced by the outcast, many of them described in detail who they would poop on as they flew by. Also, for months afterwards, at regular interviews, a random student would point out the window and shout, Look, miss, there's Jonathan! <laughs> Love it. Cute. Matthew, I rec recall one year when we, we had a King Cobra in the centre of the playing field when it was time for PE. I was living in Malaysia at the time, I was going to say. P and after school sports were cancelled that day until it was cleared. Great one. I mean, that's Malaysia's version of the dog in the playground, isn't it? A yeah, king, king cobra in the field. Alison says, I once caused a distraction at my daughter's school by taking a lamb in. That's weird. <laughs> Uh, do you want to read this one? Sapphire. I went to an all-girls high school on the edge of a park. Our main disruption was fairly routine, and that was on days when it was raining, someone would call in a bomb threat or start a small fire, and we would be marched out onto the playing fields until it was safe to go back in. We would always have extra police at the edge of the field, so the pervs were kept at bay. Oh, and we had a good number of flashes over the years, too. Where's this school? Is this St. Trinian's? <laughs> in a less worrisome way, we also had birds flying into the windows of the science block. The owl makes the biggest imprint overnight, it turns out. I can out. remember birds flying into windows. Again, that is a big school distraction. Yeah. Jennifer, my school had a dead squirrel fall out of a loft hatch in the middle of GCSEs. Oh, my goodness. Caused such a disturbance, the school wrote a letter to the exam board about it so that they all got, like, special... Uh, got a, a mark up. Yeah. C to a B. 
Steve, I was from a rough village and I remember one kid brought his pet inside his coat, I think it was a hamster or a gerbil, a couple of times because if he left it at home, his dad said he would kill it. This is proper old school. <laughs> a teacher, the teachers used to take it off him when he got it out. Also, my sister-in-law couldn't find their tortoise one day and got a call from the school saying it was in my nephew's school bag. She's not sure if it crawled in or he put it in. He put it in. Do they still do that where they have a class pet and people take it home? Has that stopped these days? Um... You know, there always yeah, used to be people the, taking on the, the school hamster, hamster or, or something like yeah. that. I were never allowed. I'm not surprised. Sarah, as a teacher in Kuwait, we had to keep everyone's classroom as some escaped... What? This is incredible, this one. We had to keep everyone in classrooms as some escaped baboons were rampaging around the school. Imagine that. That's mental. What happened was the Kuwait Zoo closed down and sold off many of the animals... It seems someone in a nearby apartment had bought some baboons and then realised they couldn't cope with them in their apartment. Right, let's just stop there. Someone in an apartment bought some baboons. And then realised they couldn't cope with them. You don't say. You know when you bring a dog home and you have to put the cage in the kitchen for a little while and you have to house train them and stuff? Who's bringing a baboon home? Not one baboon, some baboons. It's mental. What a stupid thing. It's, I mean, it's like some of the uh, tigers you get out here. Isn't yeah, it? so go on. They made a real mess, but thankfully no one was hurt and they were eventually caught and taken away by an animal charity. I mean, I love apes, but they can be pretty Do, do you know where I love them? On David Attenborough documentaries no, I mean, in that's Jungle. What I, mean. they can I don't love them anywhere else. I don't, lo- I, I don't love them behind bars. I don't like seeing them. And I can imagine these ones are probably, if they've been locked up in a, yeah. an apartment, are probably going mental. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I and mean, that's like a film. It's like a Planet of the Apes or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiz, leg- quiz legend Lorcan Lynch. He's sent one in. A wasp flew in through the window of my classroom once and my old lesson with year eight went out the window at the other side. I can imagine that. A wasp getting in the classroom is a big deal. Yeah. Now, you see, it annoys me when people flap about wasps and bees. Like, I'm like, just chill. I know, but you know what it is with kids is you're going to get one or two like that and then it becomes mob yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. Jade, I had a... Boy, I taught uh, years ago in an eighth grade, an eighth grade class. Seven, what? I had a boy. Oh, in year eight. Sorry, sorry. I I had a boy I taught years ago in year eight, grade seven. He refused to take off his coat and he kept giggling through class. Eventually, he showed me he bought two pet ferrets in. Oh, one down each coat. He got two ferrets in his arms. That is insane. I can imagine that there's been a few people over the years bringing ferrets in as well. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Simon, we had chemistry last two lessons on Friday. Someone undid the taps on the sink in the cupboards. We came in on Monday morning to the school canteen totally flooded as it was below the chemistry lab. The class was given one hour detention after school until someone owned up. A week later, they called it off as no one had owned up. Also, third day of the first year, the PE teacher's son was stabbed with a compass because he was the PE teacher's son. I would hate to have been a teacher's son. I got, there's no perk to that as far as I'm concerned. Apart from getting lifts so. One of my best friends, her mum was one of the teachers. Well, you're... you're oh, Le- well. Leon Honey. They went... I don't think they ever minded it, to be fair. They had to wait at the end, though. They didn't get to go home as early as everyone else, did yeah. they? Uh, go on, last one. I was at school in Bahrain during a period of unrest, sometimes in, sometime in the late 90s. Right. Maybe 2001. Riots would often break out. My school started doing riot drills when we'd have to all file to the sports hall. Luckily, no actual riots broke out near the school, but my mum called me one day to get my brother and a friend's kids out of there because they knew trouble was brewing near our house and she wanted to make sure we'd get home. Love them. That that now, like all schools around the world now, are taught the... Um, the drills. Not Yeah, because it was the fire drill, but now there's the, like, the drills where you have to get under the tables and yeah. you know block the classroom doors. There's, which is horrible that the kids are having it's, to do that. It's taking away their innocence, isn't it? Yeah. Letting them know that things like that happen. But there you go. That's where we are at Minute in Life. Massive thank you, mostly there, to um, uh, Real Brits in Dubai. Yeah, thanks Who's, to them. You know, because I didn't know if we're getting I, responses. I am intrigued about the penguin stories now. Like, I mean... Well, let, I mean, I think we're going to have to do a penguin special. <laughs> no, because I think we need to put this out to as many people as we can. I can even remember at one point me thinking the story was that... They fed actual chocolate penguins to the penguin. I, I remember that part of the story, but I'm sure that bit's made Chocolate up. cannibalism. All right, we've done half an hour. We're going to get off, but we're going to leave you with our holiday diaries now. And this is, we're back in Calshot. We've done a stop off in Amsterdam. And then we've spent a week or so down at your mum and dad's in Calshot, in the New Forest. Okay? Yeah. So here we go. Enjoy. That, I just pressed record when you said you needed a wee. <laughs> it's something about the forest. <laughs> so this is, we're not as close in close quarters as we were last time. So I hope you speak up a bit. Well, hold on a minute. You, I'm, I'm on. The oh, side. that's right. Yeah, we're walking on a slant. I hate walking on a slant. Hello. <laughs> anyway, last time we recorded, which were part six, was in uh, Berlin Airport. Right. So we're just about to get on a plane. We flew to Amsterdam, didn't we? Yes, we did. Should have been a stopover, but KLM mysteriously moved our flight to the next day, which meant we had to get an hotel in Berlin. So we got an hotel in Berlin. By the way, the flight were fine. Delayed. Delayed. And then we got into Amsterdam late at night, and it was a bit shady, weren't it? We had, we ended up catching a bus. Bus driver let us on for free. But it all felt a bit weird. Yeah. And we stayed at the Best Western Hotel. <laughs> now, I'm sure this joke's been made by a million people a million times. But all I could think, I think I said it to you, is if this is the Best Western, how bad is the Worst Western? Because <laughs> it was a dump. Yeah. Like, we walked in and everybody was, like, drunk or high. It it's just... not... It was... Right near the airport. It was an airport hotel, but it wasn't near the airport, but it definitely wasn't near the city either. And, uh, yeah, it was just horrible. 
it was late night, you know, men were taking women back to the rooms. There were there were guys who'd obviously been in coffee shops giggling at the chocolate <laughs> machine with munchies. And we got separate rooms from kids, which is a blessing. <laughs> but they'd put the kids in this room for what disabled people. And it was right next to the bar where all these uh, near-do-wells were. And it was so loud. So loud. So then we go to our room. You know, first thing you do in an hotel room, as we've said on this podcast before, kit off, right? But luckily, before we kitted off, I had a quick look through our ground floor window to see a line of cars facing right at us, literally a foot from the window. We were in the car park. Sorry. So, we had a night there. It was literally head down. Then we went to sleep. <laughs> no. The room, the room didn't give those vibes. No. Um, it was horrible. You could hear you could hear people having a dumping toilet upstairs. That kind of place. I wouldn't. Rec- and I don't know because you said when you searched for it and booked it. That it was a four star or well, something. Yeah, you know when you have to do these like booking.com or whatever. Yeah. I always click that thing that's like four three, star plus. Three or above or four or above yeah. whatever. It were a two star hotel. And they must have given them two stars when they were feeling generous. <laughs> so we slept there. I've got to say though, the breakfast next morning, not too shabby. Alright, it was alright. I mean, all the breakfasts have been pretty crap for vegetarians. I'm not gonna Well, See, I don't mind it because I like the old continental breakfast. Yeah. I like the cheese and fruit, whereas... You put the cont in continental, don't you? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like your... your I like... Sausage. I want veggie sausages. You know, tofu eggs. Tofu scrambled eggs. We're going over a style now. There goes Laura. I'll talk as I go over this so you can hear how bad my knees are. Oh, going up now. <sighs> Just get my leg over. No, I'm dropping back down. Oh, not for the first time. We're uh, just going over at stream, which is pretty much dried up. Um, yeah, so... Now. We're passing Stingle Nettle. We're on the old walk round back at Calshot, which uh, we used to record our podcasts on last year, which everybody seemed to love. And we're... Well, we're going for one last walk, but we'll get to that in a bit. So, we um, had his breakfast at the Best Western... And then we shot into town because it was the last day of the Pride Festival and it was the canal one where they have brightly decorated barges filled with people dancing, disco music. Well, I think it's one of Amsterdam's biggest days of the year. You know, like, I think people even outside of the city come in for it. It's a big deal. If I was being a Ponzi, you know journalist writing about it or talking about it on radio i'd say it was a a fabulous flotilla with a cornucopia of color Ooh, you get like you. do you like that not really no. we stood on a bridge right near the start of it near ooster dock and we didn't have long we only had about an hour and a half and it's uh, such a I shame i started crying yeah i just found it so beautiful like they were lovely the whole, the whole thing you know not yeah. obviously the and the vibe, yeah, and the to see that many people out, and and again, it was that thing, all different generations, or yeah. you know, nationalities. I, I wanted to be DJing on one of them boats. I'd love yeah. to have DJed on oh, one of them boats. It would look so much fun being yeah. on those boats. 
I wonder how long it's fun for. Yeah, well, we were only at the start and there was another six hours of yeah. it. Yeah, there were 80 boats in total, which I thought there were more, but I mean, I suppose 80 is enough. Anyway, we did it for about two hours, chatted to a few people on bridge. I watched a very angry woman get very angry at somebody, an old lady. What that? What our girls now call a Karen. Every time you see a middle-aged woman, what, what was that? What happened? <coughs> Fly just went up my nose. Fly went up your nose live? Yeah, sorry. Oh. Ah. That was 3D podcasting. <laughs> By the way, that noise was from my nose, nowhere else. <laughs> so, we had to rush to airport. And, uh, oh, by the way, we didn't mention after leaving Best Western, we got a train in the wrong direction. I'm not going to say who's to blame, because it'll come back and bite no, me in the backside. Like blaming me here. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. I, I um, resigned from... Well, I resigned from it. I didn't even get my map on. Travel du- duties. Yeah. So, well, not so it was, but work it out. It wasn't me. It wasn't Laura. So, um, we left Amsterdam. An afternoon flight. Went to Amsterdam Airport, Schiphol Airport. Now, before you explain the next bit, like, or on the news, the, the airports that I saw that were bad were Heathrow and Schiphol, yeah? yeah? And we have had all the time, like, we, you know, went through Schiphol to go to Berlin. Easy. Breeze. It was a breeze. There was no wait. It was busy in the, like, restaurant areas, but it, it was easy to get through. It was, like, five minutes to get yep. through. Same with Berlin. We've had no issues with the airports. Now, we were flying on a weekend. It was a Friday, I think. Yeah. We get to Schiphol. We've got plenty of time. And we only check in hand luggage. So we've got no to check in. We've already checked in online. And again, the person who got us on the wrong train was the person who said that that was the queue we had to be in. (laughs) So we start walking along this queue to find the back of it. And we walk the length of this airport. Then at the end of the queue, this guy points outside. And there's one of them marquees that you get at weddings. You know when, um, like, Posh and Bex are trying to hide from... Or Jennifer Aniston's getting married. Yeah. And they put a long marquee up between the church and the hotel or something. So then we have to walk about about half a mile. But I'll tell you the difference, right? And that queue were moving wicked fast. Well, but it was like you see, you've seen on the news. It yeah. was just... Massive. But we got down that queue, I would say, in 15 minutes. Yeah. And all along the queue, first is a guy giving out cold waters, yeah. right, which you'd never get in Britain. Yeah. 20 yards later, there's another guy giving out Stroop waffle, which yeah. are them round biscuits that are like waffles with caramel in the middle, which, by the way, are tremendous. Well, Betsy now wants them in her lunchbox back in Dubai. Yeah, Stroop waffle. Yeah. I'm sure we can get them. And then a little bit further along, two girls getting out rocket lollies. Yes. Incredible. I mean, we were just having a laugh, weren't we? We were like a walking picnic. It was brilliant. Yeah. So we were having a laugh until we got to the front of that queue. And then when we were about 20 feet away from front of this queue that had been about a mile long... This guy comes past and says, you know, boarding tickets, boarding passes. We show him his boarding pass and he goes, wrong queue. And he points upstairs where there's another snaking queue. (laughs) Backwards and forwards. The only difference being in that queue, no water, 
No stroop waffle. No. No rocket lollies. Just up and down queue. Anyway, now things are getting close. We zigzag back and forward, and this one we're in for about 40 minutes. It was only the checking, uh, not the checking, the security. And Schiphol's a very busy airport, right? So we're in that queue for 40 minutes. And Honey's having a right panic because she's, she's uh, like really funny about times and one thing and another. And I said to her, Don't worry, we're going to get on this plane. Inside, I'm thinking, what point am I going to start saying to people, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cut the line. But, yeah. but So I wasn't worrying, honey. I said, don't worry, we'll get on this plane. And bearing in mind, the other one we'd got on for KLM, it didn't tell us to go to the gate until the time of the plane. Yep. So, yep. you know, like, they're only little planes, aren't they? So we zigzag up and down for 40 minutes in this next queue. I still think we've got time. We it's, get... not, it's not saying go to gate. No, there's nothing coming up. We get to the thing where you have to put your suitcase in the little tray and your laptop in another tray and one thing or another. Yeah. The most miserable woman. So I've got to push mine on and another tray comes along and traps my tray. Yeah. So my tray's not fully on. She's not seen it happen. So she turns around and she thinks I'm trying to wedge mine in. You must wait until it goes past, or you'll break it. And I went, oh no, I didn't do that. I um, I just, uh, I was pushing mine on that one, careful. And she went, if you follow the instructions, it will all be fine. People need to listen, like that. And I went, you've got a great job. You must be really happy. I know. But <laughs> and she's like, I where... would be happy if people followed the rules. This is where you've got to learn to stop. No, because... No, because that's when then, you know, like... She's in a public service job there. I get it. And she was so horrible. We're all queuing. I know. I mean, at least that's her job. She's getting paid to stand there. Anyway. Effing effer. That's what I thought of her. Then we get through. Well, we get to the passport, and then we see the next screen, and in those few minutes... Closing. Yeah, gate closed. Now, we have got a fair old jog on then. We're legging it through airport. We get within spitting distance of our gate, don't we? And we suddenly hear our name come over at Tannoy's. Medleys, Medleys. Like that. Yeah. We just made it. We were the last people like, through the gate. Come on, come on, come on, it's shut. Yeah, it's shut. They had to get us a special bus. Now, hearing is the perfect thing happened. It's a bit windy. Let's go back up a little bit while we wait. We're just waiting for uh, Gayley, the mother-in-law, to come down. Wait, dogs. Um, so then we get on the bus, the shuttle bus to the plane, because it's one of these city hoppers, these KLM city hoppers. Yeah. We get on the bus. It's us five. And these two... Well, I think... I think they were father and son. They yeah. both got Rolling Stones T-shirts on, because, as we said before... Stones have been playing in Europe. And uh, this guy who's driving the bus is like the best bus driver in the world. Well, he's like, don't stress, don't stress, we'll get you there. He puts on Living, Living on, on a Prayer by mm-hmm. Bon Jovi full tilt. Yep. One of my, and, I would say one of the like party songs. Great party song. Yeah. So we just... Everybody on bus just... Well, I say everybody, there were only seven of us. We just started singing it at the top of his voice. <laughs> the driver's doing devil horns with yeah. his fingers. And we are singing our asses off. And it was mega. 
So we're laughing as we get on plane. I'm laughing to the air stewardess as we get on plane. Everyone's looking grumpy because we're the last ones. Always grumpy at the last ones who get on. And that were it. We flew back to Southampton. Fine. I think the plane knew that I was getting near my mother-in-law's house. Because <laughs> literally, where we're standing now, the plane was directly above where we are. Yeah. At your parents' house. And just as it got above, it just went vroom, 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 up and down. Little roller coaster. You know. I made some noises. You made some noises. Yeah. I couldn't make noises because, as you know, I keep the plane in the air by concentrating. But you did make some noise. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, anyway, we got down safely. Then we had a bit of a palaver at the thing, didn't we? Because it was four quid to do the pickup. So we thought we'd jump over the barriers. Well, they had two cars. Yeah, your, your parents were coming to pick us up in two separate cars. And on the way in, they'd said, oh, you have to pay to drop off now. And pick up and we're like right we'll save you the money we'll wait outside we didn't tell them that yeah so we're waiting outside they had to stop on double yellow to pick us up oh it were palaver so i'm hoping now because i'm pretty sure your dad said it could be something like a 200 quid fine which i feel like we'll be responsible for paying yeah. <laughs> there were two cars <laughs> but then so now we've been in southampton for what three days or something well we literally had one day of recovering now the kids were absolutely shattered because we wore them out so we had one day of recovering and we just went to a little trip down the beach and, and did some sunbathing where you got some oh my God. really red knees so I sat in a chair on beach one of them folded chairs for how long we were there for you said three hours yeah I didn't notice that you guys had put sun cream on and I'm thinking you're being pretty laid back about a no sun cream day on a day like this because it is proper yeah, yeah. end of the world hot in England well that shows you doesn't it that I have to look after all of you you didn't think oh you will enjoy a good cream session on me you know you will <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, we sat on beach you know I really wanted to get in but your mum came and I were a bit self conscious about taking my shirt off otherwise I'd have had my shirt off so that's why I were a bit grumpy but we sat there and the sun was to me right hand side the entire time. So I'm red. It's like I fell asleep in front of fire. Like that was a that's dickheads just trying to break the sign there. Twats trying to break the sign. Sorry about the swearing there. Teenage idiots trying to break the sign. They're showing off in front of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. That won't get you a thingy. No, no. Girls don't like girls that. Girls do don't don't find that impressive. So you got to learn, boys. Just be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a day, went down to the beach, and the sun, I've, I got so burnt. My legs look like Neapolitan ice cream because they're a bit brown from Dubai, then the red, oh, yeah. then the white at top. Yeah, and, I, and I had to get the washing done from all the stinky... Yeah, a lot of washing. Stinky travelling. I would have gladly burnt my clothes after Berlin and Amsterdam yeah. and just bought new clothes. Um... And so then, then, so then, yeah. So you were a bit grumpy because of the your sunburn. I couldn't just, sleep. No. You know when you've got sunburn, and I've not had sunburn for years. A duvet feels like you're sleeping on a bloody bed of nails, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, and you had no sympathy. Stop over exaggerating. Oh well, again, it's like it's like man flu in it. When when men have got something wrong, it's oh, I don't know. You moan. You moan. You moaned about a body part of yours, by the way, which I'm not going to mention on the podcast and well, you were having a fair you just have mentioned it i haven't i've not said where it is pointing now though <laughs> <laughs> but you know everyone has a little moan when something's not and 
I was very sunburnt. Like to the point today, two days later, the sun's been on my arm as I've been driving car. The top-notch Kia Sportage, by the way, which is great. Um, so yesterday, on a whim, not on a whim really. As we've said on podcasts before, uh, my auntie Stella has been really poorly. She's had to have, yeah, she got cancer and she had to have bits removed and the thing, the chemo, chemo and everything. Yeah. And I had that panic, which I'm sure you understand, Laura, where, where you think, bloody hell, if I don't, I might never see her again. You know, and I'm not trying to be a, you know, I worry about these things. And you do, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. Big part of us being back down here. So. Well, and your parents weren't. Well, I weren't like, planning when, on when, seeing them. No, because they live north of Scotland. And when we, you know, like, this this is not kind of one of those holidays where we're just in one place. We've no. had, as you can hear, we've been darting around. And we literally had a couple of days here. Yeah. And so, here is to, I mean, obviously it's to see your parents, but it's it's a bit functional as well. It's like to get the washing yeah, done. Yeah, and, and, but also for me, same thing. You know, my mum's been poorly with cancer. So I, the little bit of time we did have here yeah. was to see my mum. So but you're regretting that now. She's a right pain, isn't she? Shut up. It's right on my nerves. Shut up. No, I'm only joking. You love her. No, uh, so, yeah. So, my mum and dad, I've been messaging them, sending them pictures of the kids in Amsterdam and Berlin, and they sent me a message as we were flying back saying, oh, they were, my brother's been up with them, and they were driving him back down to Sheffield and calling him to stay at our Stellas in Tick Hill, which yeah. is a mining village outside Sheffield. So I said, we should go up, you know, like, it'll make their day to see us. And we've not seen them for a long time. No, it's so been years. And the guilt I feel all the time living in bloody Dubai needs to be lifted a little bit. Yeah, so that kind of broke the original plans, which is was absolutely fine. But it, you know, like, so I said, let's wait a day. Kids are yeah. not good. So we, we did that yesterday. Yeah. We went up to 400 mile. Yeah. Oh, no, it went for a four hour drive. It was 250 mile, 80 quid to fill the car, yeah. which got us there and back, and I had to put another 80 quid in. Um, but it was lovely to see them But all. the Kia Sportage was yeah. amazing on that drive. We listened to Radio 2 all the way up. We've got his views on Radio 2. And, um, but it is very different being in the front of a car to the back of a car. I, yeah. I, feel, I do feel for the kids because I get travel sick. And I they, mean, they did sleep pretty much the entire time. I know, but... One by one, they all started getting feeling sick, getting headaches. Yeah. Uh, so, then um, we spent a few hours with our Stella, my auntie Stella and my mum and dad. And uh, she looked really well. I was so chuffed and it was so nice to spend a bit of time with her. And we walked across fields to a local garden centre, Wellington's. <laughs> And it was a right nice walk, weren't it? Stella lives, this village she lives in is so pretty. I know I wouldn't have expected it to look like that. She's got a little brook at the bottom of a garden. There's ducks on it. Yeah, it's very cute. We walked past the little water mill. We walked through the church. We walked across the farmer's field and through the cornfields and a field that's got a bull in it somewhere. And then we went to this uh, garden centre for lunch where the tough Yorkshire women behind the counter got really upset when I said you do one of the cheese plowmans on a panini that weren't toasted. That's <laughs> not right. Now, this is the thing. There was a ham and cheese panini. I said, can you ask them f- to do a cheese panini without the ham? Yeah, but, but with pickle. No, no, it came with pickle anyway. But that's what you said. I said that one. I'll have the cheese and pickle on a panini. But without But you the ham. never want melted cheese. No, I don't. Do you always say you don't want melted yeah. cheese? Yeah, because I don't. So was I right to go to the counter and say... 
can I have it cold? And she, and yeah, the but woman I went, didn't know this had gone on. So your dad comes to me and says, do you want it hot or cold? And I went, oh, cold. Yeah. So I said to the woman, this is going to be a weird order because there was <laughs> eight or nine of us and we're off as a vegetarian. So I put the order in and this woman behind counsel were like, you can't do a cold panini. And I'm <laughs> like, why? It's just bread. No, it's got to be hot. And I said, well, you, can you toast panini and then put the cheese on it cold? No, we can't do that. I'll just make you a cheese sandwich. And I was like, well, that's fine. But it's for my wife and she'd be mad at me if she didn't want a cheese sandwich. Anyway, it turned out we're great. Chunky doorstep bread. Anyway, we did that. We walked back. We said our goodbyes. It was very emotional. Uh, but lovely to see them. And I'm so glad we did it. Yeah. You know, it was a it was an eight-hour drive there and back. And then, uh, yeah, we got back down. I finally got me a McDonald's uh, chocolate milkshake, which I've not had since I was a kid. And it was every bit as good as I expected. And then we watched the closing of the Commonwealth Games. Which were brilliant, weren't it? The Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Really yep. nice to watch. Nice to see Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne turned up at the end and we were all just joyous. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Ozzy Osbourne! Because I said it should be Slade. Slade didn't get a... I had some of my mum's homemade vodka. Yeah. Lovely. And, uh, yeah. Oh, let's talk about the dairy milk. So we got this dairy milk and it's a mysterious dairy milk. What's it called? Mystery bar. Yeah, have we not talked about this? No, no, we haven't because we were in Berlin and right. I got it. Um Got it in England. It's one of them big bars of chocolate, like a family bar, or what I call a single bar. <laughs> and it's called Cadbury's Mystery Bar, and it's a marketing thing. Yeah. And you've got to guess the flavour. They do a couple of different it's ones, very, but we got number one. And it was... We got some Ray-Ban Traore, didn't we? We were talking about it half a day. Yes. And everyone had a piece, had got their opinion on it. Honey came out with a great double entendre, which I don't think she picked up on. She got a piece. She gets a piece normally and she went, I just need middle, I'm just going to lick it out. And I'm sat there twitching. <laughs> I'm like in a couple of years. Meanwhile, Grandad's got his big cucumber out. Yeah, Grandad came up for the bottom at garden with a, a huge cucumber. Now, I, I wouldn't class it as a cucumber. It was well, massive. It's very... They were on the marrow territory, weren't it? <laughs> and it didn't even look like a cucumber. Anyway... The chocolate is great banter. If you're anywhere near the UK and you can get hold of one of these dairy milk mystery bars, shall we say what we thought it were? Right, I think I initially be... said it tasted like the old fries five centres, the pineapple version of that. You said... Raspberry and coconut I was I getting. Said, oh, yeah, and then didn't you say raspberry cheesecake then? Well, then somebody said something along those lines and I said, yeah, that's a good shout. And then you Honey said... said pina colada. Yeah. I said raspberry ripple ice cream. And I said that was a good shout. I think that's a really good shout. It's a great marketing ploy. Yeah. Now, uh, but that only last night? Yeah. So we've got up today. You've been to see a friend of yours. Yep. An old also, friend. Also very poorly with, Somebody who's with poorly. cancer as well. So It's crazy, isn't it? We, we'd said before we left on this trip that you, you said it was us going to visit like World War Two and... Well, we did, you know, I didn't joke, but it was like a Nazi tour because we went to Anne Frank's house. Yeah. Then we've been to bunkers, then we've been to a concentration camp. And that was the first half of the holiday. So to call it a Nazi stroke cancer holiday, I mean, it sounds like you've been flippant there, but that's what the two halves of the holiday have been, isn't it? Yeah, no, and so it was so lovely to see my friends. And yeah, it, but, you know, very, I was actually really sad to say goodbye. Well, I well. was like that yesterday as well. And I, I sent Stella a message this morning and I said, 
you know, I hope we weren't too. Mu- I hope it weren't too much because she's only just finished her chemo. Yeah. I hope it weren't too much to have us and the kids barreling through and making you go for me. Man, she seemed in really good spirits, like. Yeah. No. So. So we did that, and then we did this thing that you've discovered. Now the website's called treasuretrails.co.uk, and you go on and you pay a tenner, nine ninety nine, and these little these little treasure trails and puzzles. Yeah. They're great for little kids. We just basically, yeah, wherever you are in the UK, you type in and it gives you the closest ones. Yeah, so we did one today, but we set off at Cadnam Cricket Club. Yeah. Cadnam, Cadnam. Yeah, so it's called the Minstead and Sherlock Tour. Yeah, and it took us to this little village of Minstead, which is picture perfect, chocolate box gorgeous. Beautiful, and so quiet, so quiet. And then we walked up, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there are millions of these in Britain. Then we walked up this hill and we were at a church. Yeah. One of them old churches where it's graveyard all overgrown and all the the gravestones look like Shane McGowan's teeth are all backwards and forwards and stuff. Whose gravestone do we see? Arthur Conan Doyle. Yep, the writer, the author. Do you know what he wrote? <laughs> what did he write? <laughs> Sherlock. He wrote Sherlock Holmes. And we were there and we actually saw it and his gravestone has got... People have put, like, you know at Jim Morrison's where everyone puts joints and stuff like <laughs> that on? Uh, Sherlock's, there's a magnifying glass which is a fire hazard at this time of year, I'll tell you. It is actually. A magnifying glass and a couple of pipes. Yeah. Which I thought were a lovely touch. But you know what? Like, my, even my mum, who's lived here pretty much all her life, has said... She didn't know She didn't it. know that he was, he was buried here. And I, which is really weird because um, what they always advertise is Alice from Alice in Wonderland, the, who the book was based on. Yeah, Not even Lewis Carroll, Alice. Alice, she's in Linda. She's got this big grave dedicated yeah. to her and... And, and when you read into that story, by the way, Lewis Carroll yeah, yeah. was, uh, you know... It's a bit of a sordid story, isn't it? Yes, he was a bit obsessed with a little girl. We don't need to put a name on it. No. But, I mean, although Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, I don't know much about... So, you know. No, but still, he, you know, as far as I'm aware, there's no... Well, there's still a lot of Sherlock going on, isn't there? But um, we did that. We've just been down to Leap. Well, we only went to our... our cream tea place that we go to oh where acres mom... down is it called yeah acres farm or acres down Acre... beautiful place acres down farm it's six quid for are. it's six quid for uh cream tea is that what it's called yeah you get a massive pot of tea you get two scones each yeah you get a slice of cake yeah coffee and walnut chocolate lemon drizzle the lot lovely that's where my parents got married and uh the wasps are free you get as many wasps <laughs> as you want how many wasps did you have only one. But, I have 47 but I feel wasps. like this whole holiday we've had, you know, like the, the new film, the new Rowan yeah. Atkinson, the, the Man, Man versus B. Yeah, I feel like we've had one wasp follow us the whole holiday. Well, I was jokingly calling him Wilhelm the Wasp in Berlin, <laughs> but he's, I think he might be William the Wasp yeah. in the UK. So we did that. We had tea. We drove home through Lyndhurst and then through Bewley so I could have a look at the car. I said to the kids, by the way, every dad who drives through Bewley looks at Bewley Garage and thinks, which of those cars could I have? If I'd never had kids. Yeah. You know, and I've got three kids, so I could probably have three of them cars. So you will never own one of those cars? Never, ever. No. In fact, when I die prematurely, like I will, what you can do is you can have a comedy sports car <laughs> coffin made. <laughs> you know, them chav coffins. So, yeah, um, that's it. Quick so run down to Leap. I've we've been down this. to Leap. They've got a new uh, cafe down there. They've changed the, the obs- climbing frame. Oh, Leo was a bit upset. Well, we've done he's, that every year with the kids. He said that's one of my favourite parks in the world, or that he's been to. And he said, 
He feels like his little childhood dream has been ruined. Yeah, I felt a bit like that. So we had a little play there and... Uh, We've come for the final... We're doing a final lap of Cal shot. So we're just, we're right down at the uh, edge of the power station, our Foley power station. The kids are just behind us. And every time we come back, we take a photo of the three of them holding hands on the beach. Yeah. So we've got this, we've got about 10, 12 years of this. So we're going to do it now. They've, all the family's just about you to can, catch, yeah. you can the dogs. They're about to catch us up. So we're going to go. I don't call them dogs. I call them living rugs. <laughs> Shush. Living rugs. But I want to say, if any of our family are listening and, we, and that we've not seen you, with apologies. It's just literally been. And who's here? Hello. Betsy Pearls here, so we'll log off now and next time we talk we'll probably be in Bristol or something. Yep. See you, See you later. Bye. There you go. That's the holiday diaries. Sorry, there might have been a profanity in that because there were some hoodlums. I've just remembered. There were some hoodlums. Remember breaking a sign down near the beach and I shouted at them. Oh, no. They were down on the corner near the power station and they were lobbing stuff. At, they were smacking a sign. Uh, I, I shouted a bad word. Oh, did you? Yeah. You tried to calm me down because I thought what you thought is they might round on me and take me out. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't think that. I don't think. I just thought, like, they were just being boys, I think. Yeah, well, they were showing off in front of girls, weren't they? Yeah, I think yeah. I mentioned that as well. I apologise if I said anything too rude in this. It won't happen again. Uh, might happen again. Um, and, look, let's focus on the penguin. Next episode is going to be the end of week review. This weekend, uh, episode 118, but we are going to put it out there. Have you ever heard the penguin story? I mean, I'm the king of made-up anecdotes. I've never heard it. Yeah. So can we record your mum? I think what we need to do is you can't prep her. Let's call her from in here and record right, her. Okay. And we'll get, a, we'll get the proper story from her. And if anyone else has got a version of this that you've heard, I want to know the area. I want to know where the penguin was, which zoo, you know... Twycross, Chester, Flamingo Land, Bristol, Regents Park, whatever. Yeah. I, I want to hear the story as you've heard it. Okay. I want to know where it came from, who told it to you, who was supposed to be the perpetrator. So it's me, my uncle's friend's cousin, Nigel, <laughs> you know. I mean, I like the detail. I like that he had it in his duffel bag, that kind of thing. Yeah. So do get in touch and uh, we'll we'll... Cover that, and we'll try and get your mum on when we've got a bit more info. Anything to finish on? No, no, I just, uh, I better get dressed, I guess. Yeah, yeah it'd be nice talking to you anyway. <laughs> Good morning. Hi. The end. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.